This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we'll uncover stories, ideas, routines, and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of good sex. We believe that through democratizing sexual wellness, we can shift cultural taboos and make way for authentic and limitless access to pleasure, joy, and connection to the body. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, and today we've got a really great quickies episode with Amanda Blair as we cover the topic of ghosting. Ghosting is the original bad boy. It refers to the disappearing act people pull when they want to leave a relationship or a potential relationship. And if a breakup wasn't bad enough, Ghosting takes it to new levels as it gives absolutely no explanation, follow-up, or point of further communication. Everybody has a ghosting story, and most people have been on both sides of the equation. So Amanda Blair and I are here to break down all the ins and outs, the energetics, and tips for ghosting on this quickies. This is such a good one because we each cover our own unique stories and get into the science of ghosting. Yes, there are scientific papers out there that have researched this phenomenon and we've found them and we're bringing them to you. We also get into ghosting dynamics amongst friends and also lovers, and Amanda shares some really great tips and advice on how to navigate different circumstances for each. I remember when I was going through a recent ghosting experience, and I wondered many times to myself how I could handle it with grace. The word grace just kept coming up because I wanted to be able to, of course, feel into my feelings, but take the high road. I didn't want to make it a messier situation. And this episode is that answer I wish I had during that time. So I can't wait to get into this conversation. This is a great chat with Amanda, and I hope you love it as much as we did. All right, let's get to the episode. So welcome back to another quickie. We've got Amanda Blair here. Hello. And we're really excited to be chatting with you today. We have such a fun topic and it is around ghosting. Ghosting. I feel like the topic that everyone talks about so much, especially when it comes to dating. Yes, absolutely. And let's kind of like quickly go into a little bit of a what we define ghosting as because there are so many different ways that relationships can fade out. There's kind of like gradual growth apart that can happen in relationships, whether that's like short term or long term. But then there's like a sudden cutoff. 
I think that's what most people associate with ghosting, but I also think any kind of term, we throw it around really loosely. Like, for example, I can hear someone say, well, he ghosted. And then I heard from him two weeks later. I'm like, okay, that's not ghosting. That's you did not hear from that person for two weeks. (laughs) I think it gets used really broadly, but I would say it's when someone out of nowhere in the context of the relationship disappears from that relationship. And it's not the worst thing that someone can do. And right now it's like, oh, they ghosted, like shock and appall, how dare they? And I just think there's instances when things need to be communicated and there's instances where they don't. And if we can take it less personally, like obviously if you have been best friends with someone for 15 years and they just stop talking to you, yeah, that's hurtful. And we want to be like, hey, like what's going on? But if you have been, you know, hanging out with someone for two weeks and they stop talking, like it's been two weeks. If they don't have the emotional capacity to be honest about where they're at, that's on them and it's fine. So not all ghosting is created equal, I guess I should say. I love that. I think you bring up an interesting point. Personally for me, like if there's ghosting and the relationship hasn't been that substantial I'm thinking of like almost like dating like if you went on a couple dates and then there was ghosting involved and it just didn't pan out to me I take that less personally but I think I can empathize yeah yeah like there are instances where it's really painful right but it's never personal if someone is ghosting quote-unquote they're doing that because they don't have the emotional capacity and or maturity to communicate how they really feel and so they're doing what feels most comfortable to them, which is to avoid intimacy, being vulnerable and just go the other direction. Again, not all ghosting is created equal. Like with friends, it gets a little bit more complicated because for example, if, you know, like friends and like texting, I've heard people bring forward like, well, my friend ghosted me. And I was like, well, have you like called her? Like, it's just a little bit more gray because Texting is very a casual form of communication. And if things just kind of got left off, like I would necessarily consider that ghosting. If you've been reaching out to someone and they're not responding to you after a couple of times, you call them, they're not responding to you. Okay. That's a ghost for sure. And someone who's doing that is because again, they don't have the emotional capacity slash emotional maturity to be upfront about what they're feeling. I've been on both sides of that. I've definitely been on the side of a friend who doesn't want to talk about what's happening. I've watched friends do that where they are mad at another friend, but they don't want to talk to them about it. And I think it's not ideal, but again, feel your feelings about it for sure. But I don't think it's always that big of a deal. And not that I don't want to encourage people to communicate because I do. I'm a big communicator. I'm a big pusher of people communicating their feelings and talking it out. But there's also instances where it's not always necessary or a big explanation is necessary. Sometimes it is. And you may think there's one necessary, but that other person may not be there and that has to be okay. So I think it's not that people can't be upset because feelings are always valid. But I think if we can stop making it personal there can be like more progress made. If we can look at ghosting and be like, oh, that's where that person is. They can't communicate with me. 
because of limitations that they have inside of them, not, oh, this because there's something wrong with me, which I think is what triggers for a lot of people when that happens. I really like that you bring up this point also because I'm a super highly sensitive, empathic person. Totally. Same, 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 same. We were just talking about how something that is going on in my personal life was really affecting me. I'm very sensitive. (laughs) Probably why we get along so well. I think historically I've been somebody who takes ghosting really seriously and personally. And I'm actually someone who can get so devastated by it, like truly deeply like fall into grief around stuff like that. I have in the past. And I think a really big lesson in some of my experiences around that has actually been to not take it so personally, to get really granular and in those feelings, but also allow myself in other moments to like not go so deep and just accept a situation for what it is, especially if like you're on the side of somebody who has been ghosted. Well, and I'm sure every single one of us has. And I would also venture if we were being honest, we have all ghosted. It's good to like check in with that, you know, when you have ghosted, why? Yeah. One of the other episodes when we were talking about running into exes and stuff, I had expressed how like I had ghosted this person who I used to date and I felt really guilty because it was a former part of me who wasn't capable of confronting that situation. So the best resource and tool that I had in my toolkit at the time was ghosting. But I do want to bring up that I actually have recently ghosted in the past. It'll be like about a year now that I like had a really big scenario where I made the executive decision that I had given a group of people enough chances and enough moments of talking and hashing things out and working through stuff that it had resulted in needing to ghost. Like it was a final straw situation. I wouldn't say that that's ghosting because this is why I think we use the term really broadly and sometimes too much because this came up in the TBM had an event recently in LA, which is why I was there. And we held breakout groups and I was running one of the breakout groups and this came up and this person was having something with a friend and they had had a conversation, but like nothing was changing. And I was like, well, in that case, you may just need to walk away. And someone was like, well, but that's ghosting. And I disagree. If you have had a conversation with someone to try to work out the issues, and this again is going to apply more to like friends But, you know, if you're casually dating someone, this can also apply. And if you're like, hey, like this isn't working for me, this isn't feeling good. And you're hashing out them, you're coming forward, you're being responsible, you're cleaning up your side of the street and you're just not seeing anything shift. Y'all, you don't need to fucking stay at that door and banging on it. You can just walk away. And like that is not ghosting. And you're simply saying, cool, I've communicated nothing shifting. I'm not staying. I like that point because I think for a while I must have when we kind of had our last communication, they had reached out. And then my last thing was, I'll let you know if and when I'm ready to talk. And I never got back. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I just ghost? Is that like an example of ghosting? But I just, I'm not ready. And I don't think I ever will be. That is my last form of contact. No, I don't think that's ghosting because there'd already been so much communication that had happened before that. Right. And that's all we can do. Like, this is why I said in the beginning, like, I don't think it's always that big of a deal. Not every situation is going to end up tied in a bow. But one thing I do want to say, this is maybe like in after that unpopular opinion part, is that I don't want to advocate for ghosting or that ghosting is okay by saying, 
I don't think ghosting is that big of a deal. I think we should all individually strive to be as upfront and direct and honest in our communication as possible. And I think the more we do that, the better. And if we aim to hit that in all our relationships, we are doing really well, but we cannot control other people's behavior. And I don't think we should try. And if someone is behaving in a way that doesn't feel good to us, there are going to be instances in which it's important for us to communicate about that in the context of someone ghosting. There's going to be some instances, for example, if you've been in a long-term friendship and you're reaching out to your friend and your friend is just not responding to you, that's the time with ghosting to be like, hey, what is going on? I'm feeling really hurt. I'm not hearing back from you. Did something happen? Like that's a time to communicate about ghosting. But if we're in something more short-term romantically and we've been on four dates with that person and they just ghost and peace out. I think a great way to handle that versus needing to reach out and be like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. You totally can if you want to is to just be like, okay, that's where that person is emotionally. They clearly are not in a place of emotional maturity and or availability to communicate the way that they're feeling. And so that's my answer. And I'm going to take that feel any feelings I need to feel because remember our feelings are always valid. And then move forward and move on. So it's not that it's not a big deal. So like, let's ghost everyone. I think we should all be approaching, let's communicate the best we can. And that is always my MO. And that's my, what I try to teach my clients. Let's have the hard conversations, but we can't control other people's behavior. So it's going to happen. And not every situation is going to be tied up in a bow. And I think that that's okay. You put that really well. And I wanted to share with you, I found this really cool scientific research paper on ghosting. This is a paper from the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. And they are a couple researchers from Dartmouth and Harvard. And I loved that they did this. And I think this is like what we've been talking about. And honestly, I'm bringing this up because it's echoing what you just said, which is that A, ghosting occurs in not only romantic relationships, but it occurs in friendships. And from the thousands of people that they polled about this, that people have experienced ghosting more often in friendships than in romantic relationships by far, which I thought was really interesting. And then what they were going at, and this kind of hints at what you were saying with it's usually has to do with somebody else's way of handling a relationship. Like it's not a you problem if you've been ghosted. This paper proves all of that because they looked at two different factors. Are you somebody who is in a growth mindset with relationships or are you somebody who's in a destiny mindset? And so a destiny mindset is kind of a more like rigid thinking of like, okay, this is all or nothing. My relationships are all or nothing. They're kind of like a fixed And then a growth mindset is something that's like, I understand that relationships are malleable, ebbs and flows. And it's really interesting because they were saying that those who have those more firmer destiny belief mindsets have more of like a distancing coping mechanism, which can result in ghosting. 
this was just so cool. And so if anybody listening is like, I need to know more, I'm going to link this paper. But I just loved that they did a whole study and really kind of came down to the bottom of it. And to me, what stood out the most was what is your mindset theories and theories around relationships? And this proves my point that you are the best podcaster because you went and searched that out. I think that's so awesome. I love that. But I find that to be very true. I have definitely experienced ghosting in friendships. And I think it is more acceptable there at times. Like people kind of take it more there because confronting a friend can be really hard for people. I think even harder than a romantic partner. And I can't really understand why. I don't really know why that is. I have a theory. I think that with romantic relationships, we have much more of a socially acceptable path that's been carved out for us to be more vulnerable. And like when it comes with partners, there's that level of intimacy that we feel like we have permission to have because we're like, oh, because you're my romantic partner, I can intimately be more honest and truthful. And I think with relationships, we have a bit of like an intimacy barrier. In my circumstances, I've been more worried to be truthful with friends for out of fear of that causing a huge rift in my relationship versus being truthful with a partner, knowing that we're going to absolutely come to an understanding and not have it cause like a large rift. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. We don't think about intimacy and relationships in terms of our friendships. And that's something that I have talked about extensively with the clients that I work with, because that is another way that you experience intimacy in your life. It's also very important to like your overall fulfillment in life, because you're going to be more fulfilled the more intimacy you have in all of your relationships. And I think it needs to be actively pursued there. I also think that it's a great way to practice intimacy if you are not in a romantic relationship, because intimacy is not just for someone you are having sex with, it's for all your relationships. So I totally agree that there isn't a lot of talk about that. There isn't a lot of structure for that. Kind of harking back to our quickie about friend breakups, that friendship breakups have historically not been talked about that much. And so it's kind of been this thing that we all didn't think was a good thing to do and like so avoided and da 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 you know, if we can talk more openly that friendships, just like romantic relationships can ebb and flow and change and end, you can create new friends and begin again or whatever. I think we can have this be more a conversation where we're facing problems inside those relationships. But I think if we have this idea of like, okay, you meet friends in high school, you meet friends in college, and then you're friends with those people for the rest of your life, like, and everything should be fucking roses because it's a friendship. That seems to be the expectation. And it's not that because we're all humans and we're all going through changes and growth. And if you have a growth mindset, as that thing said, you're going to hit tension with someone because you're growing in a way that they're not. And so if we make that a more common thing to be, then perhaps we can start having those conversations instead of ghosting. To echo that, another funny thing that I found was this kind of concept called caspering, which is like friendly ghost. So it's not per se ghosting, but it's like if a statement really kind of just conveys it and it's like being able to like 
friendly and in a short and sweet way, like that's not for me. But I think that it has the energetics of not this cutoff in a way that seems like Caspering seems more like a friendly and a boundaryed approach to just like standing in your worth. Well, I disagree because it depends on context, right? So someone can say that because take this romantic relationship, let's say someone's, you know, breaking up with someone or breaking it off with someone and the person getting broken up with doesn't want it to end and there's like really questioning. And so the person breaking up feels codependent, meaning they want to manage that other people's expectations or feelings. So they try to be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, okay, like, let's keep hanging out, like, sure, like, whatever. They don't actually want that. They don't mean that. But they're saying that just to be nice. And I don't know if that would be considered Caspering. I'm not an expert in this. But that is, I do not condone that. Like, if you want this relationship to end, let's communicate that. If that person has a feeling about it, that's okay. They're allowed to have a feeling about it. You don't need to manage that for them, right? So I think everything is in context, but in that context, I'm not a fan of that. Like, let's keep things kind of clear in terms of what we're wanting. Yeah, absolutely. Clarity first. I also kind of wanted to like get your perspective on concretely, like what are the energetics behind ghosting? Again, it's if someone doesn't have the emotional space, maturity, availability to communicate their feelings and where they're at. So there's something going on inside of them that avoidance is easier. And so they're avoiding it. And how we participate with that, if that's happening a lot, that might be a pattern that was playing out for us in childhood in some sort of way. And so we're, you know, experiencing that again to get to understand what that wounding is so we can stop calling that in. But that's the energetic is that other person doesn't have the space, maturity, availability to deal with it in that moment. And that's not always a negative thing, right? We don't know what's going on for people. So for example, you could go on a date with someone, a couple of dates with someone, it could have been like, wow, this is, we're really hitting it off. And unbeknownst to you, they have a death in the family and they're not telling you that because you guys aren't close enough yet for them to trust you with that information or they don't want to share and they just ghost because they can't process that in that moment with you. And that's where that person's at. So that's why it comes back around to a lot of the times I think ghosting isn't that big of a deal. If we understand that it's not about us, obviously get to feel our feelings, but that's where that person is at we can't change that, right? We can only control and, and really be cognizant of where we're at and how we're going to react and respond to things. Definitely. And I think along those lines, I've been in positions where I've been ghosted. I've done the ghosting. You've been there as well. What are your thoughts on how to handle if you've been ghosted? What are some tips that you have around processing that and handling that and moving forward, knowing that this relationship is no longer. So if it's a romantic situation and it's under a month or so, so it's like you just met this person, I don't think something needs to be said. I think you can just be like, okay, that's where that person is. Great. For example, a couple of years ago, I went on four dates with a guy and I was okay. Like I'm really liking what I'm getting to know, but he on the fourth date tried to pressure me into having sex with him. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? No. Also like you can't do that to me. And so we ended on a bad note and I went camping 
And he reached out during the weekend, but I wasn't that responsive because I literally had no service. And I was like, on Monday, when I get back, I'm going to break up with him. And I reached out to be like, hey, I'm back. And he never responded. So he ghosted. And in that moment, I was like, okay, well, whatever. I don't have to have a conversation. Cool, bye. Like, we're on the same page, right? And I just completely let it go. I was like, thank you, because that was for sure no. So I think in those moments, you don't need to say anything because that person, again, is showing you where they're at, right? And they're not in a place to communicate that they are not wanting what you want, or they don't like you the way that you like them, or they're just not vibing. And that's okay. So I think if we can just acknowledge like, okay, this person doesn't want what I want, or they're not into me, and I can feel a feeling about that. And them ghosting is showing me they're not mature enough in a space or available to communicate. And I don't like that in a partner. So that's not someone that I want to be participating with, right? I would say all of us listening to this podcast are wanting available communicative partners, right? And that person is showing you they're not there. So that's unattractive. That's uninteresting. I think we can leave it there. I think if it's something that's a little bit longer term, you've known someone a little bit longer. So let's say like two months plus, I have heard of actual long-term relationships, that person ghosting, which I'm sure is incredibly painful. I think that is more rare, but in that case, if it's, you know, like two to six months and you've been having a really wonderful time getting to know that person and things were going really well and they ghost in that scenario, if you feel like you want to reach out to just say, Hey, I haven't heard from you. This is really hurting my feelings. I have no idea what's going on. Your silence is telling me you're moving on or whatever. I would love to know what happened if you feel open and available for that. And you can give them an opening for that and then let that go. Again, they might not respond. So feel your feelings and move forward. And then in friendship, it's going to be a little bit different. I think with friendship, that's something that I would always encourage you to communicate if you feel like you want to. I think there are certain friendships that we're both okay with letting it fizzle and that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if you are hurt, I think it's good to reach out to that person and give them a chance of like, Hey, you know, I've texted, I've called, I haven't heard back from you. I just want to know what's going on. My feelings are a little bit hurt that I haven't heard from you. I would love to talk about this if you're open and available. And then again, understanding that they might not be open and available to it. And the scenario that you already brought up of, you know, you were in a situation with a friend, you had communicated boundaries, those boundaries still weren't being respected. And so you like cut that person off. I don't consider that ghosting because you had already communicated and that wasn't respected. So in that case, you don't have to keep communicating right? That's like talking to a closed door. That door is closed, walk away, right? And I think every situation is going to be a little different. So you have to kind of use your judgment here. But I think again, coming from the place of, I'm going to do the best I can to keep my side of the street clean and communicate as openly and honestly and directly as possible, again, within context. Because again, if you have two dates with someone and they don't reach out to you, I don't think in order for you to keep the side of your street clean, you need to say something to them. You don't. That is not a connection that has deepened to warrant that kind of communication. But if you don't like someone, I think a good thing to say, or, you know, and then I'll talk about a friendship is just be really direct and to the point. Hey, I've had a good time getting to know you, but I'm not feeling a romantic connection here. I wish you the best. Take care. Keep it short. Keep it simple. And that's a great way to not ghost anyone. 
so that you're keeping your side of the street clear. And if it's with a friend, obviously that's going to be a little bit more nuanced, but you just want to lead with the way that you have been feeling. I've been hurt. I've felt that this friendship is being unreciprocated. I feel like there's a lot of effort being put in on my side, but I'm not feeling it back. Here's some instances of why. If you're open to talking about it, you can say that I'm open to talking about this and working on this. And if you're not, you can also say that I'm not open to talking about this. And I just wanted to communicate that to you. So there was a sense of closure for the both of us. I wish you the best. I did that recently with a newish friend where I saw some behavior that I wasn't stoked on, but it wasn't directly at me. So I was like, well, okay. And then it got directed at me. And I was like, "Mm -mm, that is just not what I'm about at this point. It's not the kind of friendship I'm looking for. It does not make me feel good. And she was reaching out a little bit, but not really, and not really asking me to hang out. So I was just kind of like letting it be. And then she reached out to hang out. I I don't want to do that because of this reason. I just don't feel this is the kind of friendship that I'm looking to cultivate in my life right now, but no hard feelings. And I wish you the best. So you don't have to be open to correction or going deeper if you don't want to, if you don't feel that's warranted for where you're at with that person. But if you do, you're always welcome to be like, hey, I want to talk about that, but keep in mind that they might not be. So again, not every situation is going to be tied up in a bow, but I think doing the best we can to keep our side of the street clean is good and not taking it personally when someone can't do that for us. Yeah. Thank you for those really concrete and granular talking points and way to just even like talk and communicate about it. Because as we've been mentioning through this whole time, it can seem almost like more simple and something you can wrap your head around with a romantic relationship. Even you said, you're like, I get it. It's more nuanced when you bring in a friendship into this. And it's funny because like kind of thinking about it a little bit more, it makes me wonder if we're just more conditioned to be accepting of quote unquote rejection around romantic love versus friendship love. Totally. We've seen that in so many different ways, but we don't really talk about it with friends, right? Which again is why I thought it was so important that we did that friendship breakup podcast because it just hadn't been talked about really. And it's starting to get talked about a little bit more, but yeah, I think we don't have a lot of archetypes for what that looks like where we do in romantic relationships. I also think we put romantic relationships in this other place of like, this is fragile and could end. And friendships are like, this is more robust and won't. That's not always true. I think all relationships can be really fragile and they can all end. And that is okay and hard at the same time. So like in a way, if we can kind of lean toward having more growth mindset with all of our relationships, like the way it's making me laugh, because even the way that you were talking about the concept of, well, you make all your friends in high school and then you're happy forever. And then that's the end of time and rainbows and butterflies. It's like that is a destiny mindset, like a hard thinking fixed mindset that like this is the way it will be. And these are my soulmates and friends. And that's that. And it's like, well, maybe it's not. Right. And there's so many different times of phases of life and like friends for those phases too. You know, like I'm not close with anybody that I went to high school with. I was a very different person then. And same for college. That's okay. But there, I know people that their entire friend base is from high school, but like those friendships have grown and matured and are still really reflective of who they are today. Those aren't people that are like stuck in high school by any means. So it can 
show up that way, but it doesn't have to. And it doesn't always. And that's okay. This is just such a good conversation. I just think getting to the bottom of ghosting is also something that has not been talked about much. We've all accepted that it just happens, but... I like that we're investigating this deeper. I had a conversation with a client recently where she was ending um, a situation with someone that wasn't working out and they didn't respond. And this client felt really affronted by that. Like, well, they don't care. And I was like, well, they don't and they don't have to, right? Like you just met this person. And that lack of care isn't a wound because of this person there's something inside of you that is feeling this way and you're putting this new situation on the face of it, but it has nothing to do with it. Right. So that's interesting for you to look at, to just go like, Oh, okay. This is something that I'm feeling that I'm getting triggered on of like not being seen or whatever, whatever it is, because that doesn't belong to this person. Right. And so it's always interesting to look at that and dig into it deeper. Again, it's never about that more surface. Well, I won't say never, but majority of the time, it's not about the surface level situation. It's about something that's already going inside of you. And so, you know, your subconscious like looking at ways to be like, see, this is true. See, it's true. Look right here. And so we got to look at that and be like, no, 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 no. You know, that little like TikTok meme going around, they're like, that's what you need to do to yourself. (laughs) We should make one. It'll just say ghosting's not about you. But like, yeah, I think it's a great point because, you know, there it's ghosting. Like everybody's going to have a different reaction to ghosting. Some people are going to be able to brush it off. Other people like me and my past all own up to this will be absolutely devastated and thrown into grief. And it has nothing to do with them and everything to do with me and the stories that I was telling myself. So to kind of bring this full circle, it's actually a really wonderful opportunity, I think, for you to meet and be introduced to a really incredible version of yourself. Because like beneath that, when we get the opportunity to unearth that and take that as a time to really get to know ourselves and like, hey, well, why do I feel this way so deeply? Like, why is this setting off an alarm in my body? And like, how can I learn to disarm that alarm system so that it's not with me my whole life? Yes, exactly. It's just, this is an opportunity to look a little deeper. And again, feelings are always valid. So feel them and look at them. We never need to dismiss our feelings or like punish ourselves for our feelings. They're meant to be felt and they're meant to be felt deeply. And there's something there on the other side of it that's beautiful to show you, even in quote unquote bad feelings. So it's worth digging into, but that behavior isn't about us. So ghosting, not always that big of a deal. However, do the best you can to not ghost and communicate effectively, directly, honestly, keep your side of the street clean. If someone ghosts you, it's not about you, babe. That's where they're at. Let them go live that life. You're on to better things. Bam. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was a really fun quickie as always. And we'll catch you next time around. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Bedside Podcast. If you liked this episode and want to follow along with similar stories and interviews, be sure to check out our Instagram at The Bedside and thebedside.co online. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and of course, share with your friends. It's the best way you can support us and our good sex mission. Thank you for listening. No